Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Welcome to another episode of the Hoth Transmissions with your hosts, Echo 2 and Echo 5. All right, so I know we heard a lot about the Obi-Wan show, and recently we have an official cast list, one that I'm excited to see back in San Christensen. Man, next year we're going to have tons of really cool shows to cover, and this is one of the ones I'm really excited for. It's going to um, be a real busy year next year. It really is. Um, so what are your thoughts on the cast so far? Um, well, I'm excited to see um, see Owen Owen Brulars returning, uh, Bonnie true, PS, yeah. and um, and uh, gosh, the name is sticking to me, which is funny because he's a he's a fa- pretty famous actor now. Um, what's what's the actor's name that's playing Owen Lars? Uh, let me think about it. Let me think. About oh, Joe Joe Edgerton. Joe Edgerton. Yeah, Joe Edgerton. I just I just I had a I had a brain fart for a second there. Um, no, uh, it's funny because I remember when they. Yeah. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. I remember when uh, episode two was being made. Um, I remember back in like 2001 uh, when they announced who was playing Owen Lars. And they, they announced that Owen Lars and Brew Lars were going to be a part of um, episode two, which it, it was untitled at the time. Um, but I remember when they announced these actors and I never knew them. I didn't know who they were. They're pretty much no name actors. Um, and uh, I, I still haven't seen the girl uh, Bonnie Bonnie Pies or Piese. I'm not sure exactly how to say yeah. her name, but um, I still haven't seen her in any other show. I think she's from like Russia or something like that or Ukraine. Um, but uh, Joel Edgerton, I hadn't seen him in anything. But anyway, um, long story short, the movie comes out and he's he's in all kinds of stuff now. Um, but so it's it's real exciting to see him return. I thought he was a great Owen Lars, and he didn't he didn't have a lot of uh, dialogue in Attack of the Clones. He just said a few things, and um, it'll be interesting to see not just see him in this uh, show, but see like a different directing version because he was honestly kind of a little bit wooden in Attack of the Clones, which obviously he's a good actor. He's I mean, a that's, lot of stuff. Thanks, thanks to George Lucas for like a lot of that directing yeah. style. So I'm not going to really hold a lot of the actors accountable for their acting style during the prequels. Well, I think it was just his directing style because you'll you'll see a lot mm-hmm. of even even Sam. Even Samuel L. Jackson, you know, um, that's that's possible. He just reported from a border dispute on Anzion. You know, like he he's like it's, it's like his his dialogue in Attack of Clones even sounds pretty wooden. And he's obviously a really good mm-hmm. actor, and he's in all kinds of stuff. But um, it'll be interesting to see Joel Edgerton in this Obi Wan show acting like in a different style, but still playing the same character. I think it's gonna be really cool. So my question is, do you think we'll see young Luke? Yeah. Oh, that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. And and who's gonna play him? That'll be interesting. I don't. What What if they? Uh, what if they do like an animated, uh, like a CGI face of the a New Hope Luke? 
but sort of like younger looking. Oh, I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> I don't um, know. Technology's Because I know we got to see a little bit yeah. of Luke in Rebels. Yeah. With like a, him running off in the distance. So I'm wondering yeah. how much. I honestly like. I think it'd be really cool to see like a cameo of Luke in Obi Wan, but I don't want to see too much. No. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Kind of like makes what sense. they did in Rebels was perfect. And I'd like yeah, a similar away. amount of time in uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but it will be interesting if they do show him. I think that I don't think people will complain. I think it'd be kind of it'll be exciting, nostalgic. No, of course. I feel I feel like Obi Wan will be a lot of uh, fan service. I, th- I My, think the whole the whole series will be fan fan service. The the thing is, that there's one thing that's kind of I'm, I'm I'm curious. I don't know if it kind of goes against the like established story of Star Wars. They're they're supposed to have another rematch apparently. With Vader and Obi Wan, um, yeah, I mean, no we'll talk about this one. more when we get into the show. And I don't want to dog it or anything like that because I don't know exactly what they're playing. But in, in, I just rewatched New Hope recently, and when they're when they're talking dialogue, I mean, they're clearly referring to their one fight they had. I know you could you could justify it. you could kind of throw it in there and say well there was another one that I mean it could it could be any of them kind of it kind of I, reminds me of I if think they in do Return it, of the Jedi he kind of mentions uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, when they're fighting in A New Hope where he says, you know, when I when I first, um, you know, met, left you, I was but the learner, now I am the master. Um, and clearly he's talking about, you know, when they fought the first time, he basically underestimated Obi-Wan and lost because he was still an apprentice, which we saw in Revenge of the Sith. He hadn't uh, really overcome the master yet. And he pretty much, Obi-Wan pretty much taught him a lesson with the high ground no i don't know if it was really talking about that but you, you get me anyway they, they can do it they could do another fight they could do another rematch and they can say it's referring to that but what it's going to remind me of is uh count dooku uh with obi-wan and anakin how they fought at the end of attack of the clones that was their original fight and then when you watch revenge of the sith which clone wars the um animated the, the three animated clone wars with count dooku um being being in the show hadn't come out yet because that came out in um 2008 so when you saw revenge of the sith when they had the rematch with count dooku they were referring to you know my, my powers have doubled since the last time we met count he was it, he was referring to their first fight in attack of the clones and right it's gonna remind me and then you watch clone wars and they fight all they fight a whole bunch of times throughout the clone Wars series and then so there's like how many rematches or which rematches he referring to in the movies he's clearly referring to the movie rematch, you know, rematch from the original fight. But when you watch it on the, the grand scheme of things, they fought a whole bunch of times. So it kind of doesn't make sense, sort of. So I'm, I'm just kind of hoping it doesn't do that in the show. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you look at the timeline, like, like I don't know. It, Clone Wars is kind of a little iffy, but I mean, if you jump into Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, Luke is trying to turn Vader back in. Vader says, Obi-Wan once thought as, uh, thought as you do. So then maybe they refer to that. So, that, I think that's going to be like their underlying like way of being able uh, to correlate Obi Wan and Anakin's fight. So Obi Wan's probably going to see that Anakin turn into Vader. Obi Wan's going to confront Vader and try and pull him back to the light side. And what if that's they going to go the Obi Wan wants to start as you do? What if, what if they what if they fix some of these little kind of little plot holes from the prequels? Uh, what, what if what if Padme survived actually survived and briefly. Briefly. But we saw her die, though, like her, the whole funeral scene. That's true. 
But what if they what if they do a little trick and she actually survived and that does happen after? Just like the whole political scheme. No, or yeah, or something. I don't know. What if, what so if, what she if actually she stays some... with Leia? Yeah, no, you're right. They have the whole funeral. She's clearly dead. But it'd be funny if somehow they squeeze in there so that way she gets to see baby Leia, and then it actually makes sense when she says, "Oh, I, I, you know, I don't really remember much of her. Just, just images, feelings, really. You know, she died when I was very young. You know, she died when you were I mean, brand possible. new. You know, so I, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it'd just be kind of funny, kind of like the Death Star thing with Rogue One, where they, everybody kind of made fun of the Death Star flaw and they kind of made it an actual thing that that um, Galen Erso actually implanted. On Rogue that, One, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd just be kind of interesting. I, I I don't know if they could pull it off, but then all of a sudden, what if the funeral scene actually happened later, and then it they actually made it make sense, and then you actually see that funeral scene in the Obi-Wan show, and that was actually a couple years later, <laughs> and they somehow... Or they kind of explain it as like a political thing. It's like they did this whole thing so people couldn't go, oh my gosh, Padme is dead. So that way everybody's looking at it, but then she kind of goes undercover later and does yeah. like the whole, was it? I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't her, complain because uh, I, I, I hated how she died, and and I, I'd be very, I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't care. I, I think that'd be awesome. It'd actually be cool if they, like, throw everybody off by, by doing something like that. Like Padme's actually here, and it's another one of those plot holes everybody makes fun of that'll be corrected. But I don't. They're not gonna do it, but it would just be kind of fun. <laughs> So anyways, I know you asked about the cast. The cast looks great. Um, and, well, I mean, uh, jumping into the Obi-Wan show, I mean, there's a lot yeah. to look forward to. So. No, there, there, there is a lot. Like, I, I can't wait to talk about that show, honestly. Yeah, and I think the after we cover the Bad Batch and Star Wars Visions, well, we're going to jump into, like, a whole uh, – what's going to call it? We're going to do a whole episode based on what we're going to predict in Season 2 of the Hot Transmissions because yeah. we're going to have a lot of series. We're going to have Andor – Obi-Wan, Bad Batch Season 2, Mandalorian Season 3, and I think there's Jeez. one other show that's going to be tossed. It's going to be a lot of stuff to cover, so we're pretty excited for what's going to come in 2022. And then, and it, so, of course, if I don't know if is if Book of Boba Fett will technically roll into 2022. Will. Man, 2022 will, is going to be – that's going to be – that's going to be the year, man. There's going to be all kinds of great stuff to talk about that year. Oh, yeah, ton, tons and tons of stuff. So um, when's so, – when's, uh, uh, you guys are here. When's the next movie coming out? Have they pretty much given up on movies for a while because they see the success of the shows? Well, they did re- announce uh, what was it that one movie with uh, things oh, like Republic. Rogue Squadron or something? It's something with Rogue Squadron. Oh, that's right, that's right. The um, I and think then it's... recently in the rumors, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not. I haven't really like checked my resources or whatnot, but they're doing a High Republic movie and then they're going to do an Old Republic movie. Okay, so they're doing old right Republic. now they're in the talks for that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, the High Republic, eh, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I think anything with Jedi's would be fun. I, I, can, I can let it the grow The books are me. really I'm, good right now. Like, okay. Granted, for a lot of you guys that haven't really read the books and kind of kind of, uh, a little bit skeptical about the High Republic, it's actually really good. What they're doing with it is pretty phenomenal. It's really enjoyable. Uh, I'm just hoping that they can really translate what they've done in the books into the movies to – really incorporate all the fans and really bring us all together. Awesome. So well there's said, a lot of Mark, cool well stuff said. happening. So I just say yeah. for everybody that's skeptical about the future of Star Wars, stop being a hater. <laughs> just go in and enjoy it. Like it. If you don't like it, whatever. There's going to be more projects. And no, I'm sure that's you're what... gonna like the future projects. You don't have to yeah. like what they're working on right now. 
but that's that's I what I would say, man. Disney's like, finally listening to the fans and kind of like moving forward, you know? Yeah, no, they they definitely are. We're we're seeing things that we would never saw with the George Lucas Star Wars, like of course, uh, I mean that the Luke scene that we got at the end of Mandalorian. I mean, uh, the the Vader scene at the end of Rogue One. I mean, we we never saw Vader actually fighting uh, other people. That was super exciting I, with a lightsaber. Just uh, dueling, you never saw him like deflecting bolts or anything like that. And there, there's all kinds of cool stuff to look forward to. Um, but the, the, I mean, I, I, I just always say, you know, just just go with it. I mean, because you can have ten terrible projects, but you can have one that's just amazing. And so so far with what they have, I mean, my personal opinion, I, I haven't liked some of the Star Wars projects they have with Disney. But I mean, Mandalorian season two. That's some of the best Star Wars that's out there. So that's actually, it's amazing. So anyway, that's my two cents. I mean, let's look at it this way. Like, a lot of people love the original trilogy, but a lot of people hated the prequels. Oh, yeah. They're not going to like everything. No. Some of it it just gets better over time, too, because I remember all the hate with the prequels. I I didn't really like Attack of the Clones when it came out. Um, Even Revenge of the Sith. I didn't like some of Revenge of the Sith. I know everybody like holds it like it's like the Star Wars Bible these days. It's the new Empire Strikes Back, but it's I, I still like it and have stuff I don't like about it. Um, but over time, of course, it gets better. People start liking it when other new Star Wars comes out. They look back and say, "Hey, you know that wasn't so bad." Um, after the sequel, Star Wars trilogy came out. I, I actually Force Awakens I thought was okay. I didn't love the Force Awakens, but going back and rewatching it, it's actually kind of fun to rewatch. I, I I start I'm starting to like that movie a lot more when I go back and rewatch it. Still not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's my favorite of the sequel trilogy. But um, I don't know. That's that's another that's conversation for another time. And that's another. <laughs> yeah, and we'll eventually like cover all that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, so not really. Just like, I mean, that's just what we're excited for right now. Um, yeah. The future stages of Star Wars, like we'll get into the, like the past of Star, like the past stuff of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so we're excited for the Obi Wan show. We're excited for what they're gonna do with it. Uh, hoping that it's not just fan service and and that they actually come up with a good story that makes sense to the rest of the canon. Um, but let's jump into what everybody is here to listen to is the bad batch season one episodes six and seven um the episodes that they're called decommissioned and battle scars so jumping into these episodes like episode six uh decommissioned what do you think of that episode um i mean it was it was it was exciting a- episode seven i'm a little more excited to talk about to be honest with you because there's a lot more in there that I was interested in. I'm not a huge fan of the Mortez sisters, to be straight up honest. Uh, just I didn't. I, I don't didn't think hate, a lot of people were. Like, well, I I didn't they're hate interesting them. characters, but they're not. Yeah. That great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're they're they have some interesting. I mean, I just I think it was just uh, um, after seeing them in Clone Wars, maybe it was just that there was so much other stuff you were looking forward to with that last season. They were just kind of thrown in there, and it was just like, uh, all right. Um, I mean, they kind of got Ahsoka to where she needed to be, so I see the purpose of them, and they're just new characters. They're, you know, they're all, they're okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't, I don't love them either. But it it, it was kind of fun to see them again, just to kind of 
put everything together, you know, Bad Batch and Clone Wars, just kind of tied it all together. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Sid's good. I, just I kind like of give you, like, more aspect of, like, the Rebel sympathizers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, I did like seeing um, Omega practice with her bow. And as you see by the end of the episode, she's actually starting to get it. But it's kind of fun to see. The, the sucker looks like it's really hard to shoot. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, I don't want to go through it all in one, um, you know, solid review of the show, but it was, uh, I, I'd say that this episode was okay. It, it wasn't my favorite episode. I, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't love it. Um, I pretty much like all the episodes, honestly. Like I, I like, I just like the eye candy of the animation. It's really pretty to look at, <laughs> but and, oh, yeah, and it was absolutely. cool. I, I love, I loved going back to Corellia. I do like Corellia. So. Dude, that's actually what I was really excited for. Like, them returning to Corellia, kind of getting to see more aspects. Because we got to see a little bit in uh, Solo. Yeah. And so, jumping on Corellia, then going back, we kind of get to see a little bit more of the manufacturer side of it. Yeah, And so, we get sure. to see that Solo wasn't... I don't know. Like, when you think of Corellia, like, back in the Legends books, you thought of... I don't know. I just thought of kind of like something similar to Coruscant, but not as developed. I, um, I always thought it's funny because I was I don't know where I got this image, but for some reason I thought Corellia was like a green planet, like a beautiful green planet. But I, I didn't I never saw it as like an industrial kind of planet. I don't know where I got that image. Maybe it's just because when I saw it in like those earlier encyclopedia, like planet encyclopedia, Star Wars books, it, it was green from the outside. The globe of the planet was was the color like green and white and blue, kind of like it, it had an earthly tone to it. Um, from, you know, from outer perspective, um, which, but then when I saw it in the show, it actually, you see the outside of it and it, it does have that exact same look when I remember, but when you're actually in the planet, it completely looks different than what I would have expected. Yeah. See, like I, I, uh, I read the, the books and whatnot, the mm-hmm. expanded universe, like the legend stuff before Disney took over and. Corellia always seemed like the type of place. It was kind of like similar Coruscant, but not as developed. Hmm. Then that kind of matches. That, that kind of goes pretty good with Solo then, because that's yeah. It kind of looked like so the, the the more like slum kind of areas of Coruscant. It did, but Solo took more place in the slums. I saw it more of kind of like Alderaan, but less artistic. Man, that's a plan. You know, that's a, that's a very underused planet i still don't get why they don't ever show all around it's like the most beautiful planet in the whole freaking i think Star they Wars will, galaxy. i think they will eventually I mean, I, it's especially with yeah. the old republic and i'm hoping uh, with the andor the show the andor show could and be a andor good opportunity could possibly andor yeah. could do it too but yeah. i don't think they'll jump there yet i don't think no. andor is really gonna focus on that unless they somehow bring bail or gone into it yeah. especially since Anyways. the actor's still alive they might as well use them you know yeah what, it was kind of it, it was exciting too to see uh, with these animated shows you can explore these planets more too. It gives you opportunities to not just explore the galaxy but see planets that you haven't really got to see much of. I mean, we got a pretty good look at Corellia and Solo though. I mean, they went all over the place in the in the in the movie, but in the film. But well, the, Corellia uh, they only focus on a small spot of it, hmm. so we didn't really get to see too much of Corellia. We just got to see like the the slums area of it. Yeah, like where Solo had grew up with and everything like that. Yeah. But, I mean, 
Troy is like a really good opportunity for them to really show more of the city because they're touching more on the nostalgic value of it. Mm. That's what's really cool because like a lot of the stuff, it's like Disney's like, oh yeah, let's create something new, create new creatures, new aliens, new this, new that. Yeah. So now they're returning to Troy and kind of like showing a little bit more. That that was that was that was one of the problems I had with Force Awakens, man. It was just like nothing, nothing. nothing yeah, except like Nia Nun. I mean, you got him, but in Admiral Ackbar. Yeah, no lightsaber. But I'm just thinking of like species. <laughs> They're all all new species, all new planets. I mean, come on, throw 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 a couple in there. The prequels were perfectly balanced in that area. We've talked about that in previous episodes, though. So, but yeah. Anyway. But I really, I, I don't know. Like, I think with Omega, because like I mentioned before in like previous episodes, where I was kind of skeptical about her character. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like another. Ray character where she's just going to be like okay I'm a female so obviously I'm flawless I can do whatever but I really like that they're taking time with the Bad Bats that they're actually doing some character development with her like she's practicing with the bow especially in the bar and she's not very good at it she's not very good at it and then by the end of the episode we see that she kind of takes some of the lessons they taught she's still not perfect but she's a lot better than she was at the beginning of the show I like that Sid just so, grabbed it. It really was like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of what they did with like Ahsoka. It's like Ahsoka was annoying in the beginning. Yeah. By the, but by second, third season, she was a lot better, a lot cooler. Well, by the end of the show, I mean she's probably uh, she's a lot of Star Wars fans' favorite. favorite Star Wars character, which I would I did not see coming back in 2008. I mean, you got I seven think... seasons to develop a character. You might, I, I'm actually not surprised. Yeah. They did with her very, very well. Although and I would I'm be they very, did the same thing with Omega. I'd be very surprised if uh, Omega becomes as cool as Ahsoka, though. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I don't know. By the end of the season, like I know we're jumping ahead. We're kind of we've already seen the full season, and we're kind of just jumping in. Yeah. Um, so we kind of already know what's going on, but we're trying to hold back. So if you guys are watching episode by episode and keeping up with our reviews, then by the end of the season, I actually like her a lot more. She's not as yeah. annoying as I thought she'd be. She's actually developed really well. I kind of, kind of, I sort of see how they're developing her the way that Ahsoka was developed. They're spending time on her. Yeah. Um. But I mean, this episode like continues, like especially because they go on a mission to hunt a tactical droid, and so we get a little familiarity with the Clone Wars. So we get to see some of what was valuable in the, the Separatist army. Mm-hmm. Like the tactical droids had like some really valuable information that could help them against the Empire, which I thought would be interesting because I thought the droids were completely retarded. So how could they <laughs> Another be Another comic like... relief. Exactly. So I was like, how can a tactical droid be effective against the Empire? But the Bad Batch seems to think that it's valuable. And especially with uh, these Clone War... Uh, what you may call it, cameos, Trace and her sister. Yeah. They the the rebellion finds tactical droids to be effective against the Empire. I'm really curious on how they utilize a lot of that information to counteract against a lot of the stuff that the Empire is doing. Mm-hmm. Those uh, did you like the, those police droids are actually pretty cool. They had to use. Uh, Have we seen them before? Not not that I'm aware of. I don't remember seeing them anywhere before. I mean, I, I mean, they, they could have showed up somewhere. I honestly don't remember them anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't remember either, but I did really like them. I thought they were kind of a, a cool touch. 
Because yeah, yeah, and they're, they're super most intelligent too. Is of course on guard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, they're they're pretty um, they're pretty intelligent too. They had to use um, they had to use tech to find which areas they had to sneak around when they had to, to uh, go by him. He had to, like literally look for a look for a small gap in their in their mm-hmm. vision of scanning. You know, they basically cover a variety a, a wide area. Um, so they're actually pretty hard to uh, to avoid, you know, to evade. Yeah, I'm gonna slowly kind of backtrack a little bit and correct myself. I'm actually looking the towards up right now. They're actually mm-hmm. they're used a lot in the Clone Wars, surprisingly. I that's their yeah, first okay. appearance was in uh, Clone Wars lightsaber lost. Oh, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're mentioned in some of the books and whatnot, but they. They are actually used quite a bit. Okay. I just never noticed them because, but they're really cool in uh, the Bad Batch, and I think because they're used in the Bad Batch, they have a bigger part based on what they're doing. Yeah. So, all right. So, we already mentioned we didn't really care about Trace and her sister, but what do you think <laughs> about them bringing them back and helping the our squad on this episode? Well, I mean, it, it works. It works because it brings us to other characters. Um, you know, c- certain characters you see connect with other characters in Clone Wars. That we, we saw that in uh, in Mandalorian with uh, Bo-Katan and and connecting with the Dark Saber and actual Bo-Katan basically leading us to um, Ahsoka, essentially. Um, and then in this show, we get the Cortez or the, the Cortez, the Mortez sisters. Uh, which eventually lead us to another character, uh, which we get uh, soon enough. But I mean, they they serve their purpose. Um, the one I'd say the one thing when I was watching this episode the first time, seeing them just kind of reminded me, huh? I wonder if they're in contact with Ahsoka still. Are we going to see Ahsoka in the show? Are they in, in contact with Rex? You know, are we going to see some of these characters? You know, our favorite characters from the Clone Wars. So I mean, they kind of brought that kind of a, excitement to the story for me just the, the nostalgic uh, factor of who they're connected with, um, with the, the little time they got in Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, what was it? Because, like, when I personally thought, I thought they were going to see them again eventually because um, at the end of the episode, you see that they're doing a transmission. The cloak that they had around, yeah. the person that was in the hologram, I thought it was Bill Organa. I'm you thought it was Bill Organa? It was. Huh. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. So they, they could have just but thrown it could have been Rex. But, but the re- yeah, well, we'll get with the, no, the next episode. It, but No, I was just going to say that uh, when we see Rex, he's wearing a hood. Yeah, and but, he, I mean, if you're in a transmission with somebody you're comfortable with, unless, I don't know, because they kind of did the same thing with the, what, Fulkerman Rebels, mm-hmm. where they did a They kind of throw you off. And they kind of threw you off because the person was completely mysterious. Only certain people knew who Fulcrum was. Yeah. And so when Trace is contacting this person in a hologram, I was kind of confused. I was like, oh, man, is this Bill Organa? Are we going to see something in season two where the Rebels are going to kind of well, contact? If, it, if, if I can them. remember when we get to the next episode, there's a connection with what you're talking about, but I want to mention it because we're we haven't got to the next episode yet. But there is we're 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 covering both episodes, guys. Okay. So, well, I mean, next there's episode, a scene. Rex jumps in. Yeah. Well, there's a scene with Rex, spoiler and alert. he's sent. He, well, he's yeah. Spoiler alert. 
I'm sure you guys have seen this episode by now, but um, wh- whether or not, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, Rex does return. And uh, there is a scene where he's also talking to somebody and I was going to ask you, uh, who do you think he was talking to on his, he was basically out in the trans, he was out like on a balcony when they're on, um, uh, Bakra, Bakura, Bakra, um, yeah, the planet threat. And, uh, anyway, Braca. um, oh, Raka, yeah, Ra- uh, Braca. Braca, it's like B-R-A-C-A, right? Raka. Yeah, right. which for a lot of people that are gamers and whatnot, uh, you'll recognize this planet as, um, from Jedi Fallen Order. And that's all we'll say on that, on that part. Well, the, you were, you were um, talking about the Mortez six sisters were talking to a hooded character on the hologram, who I thought was Rex, but you might be right. It could be someone else because later in, in episode seven, in the next episode we're covering, Rex is talking to somebody and it's, it's kind of a really quick episode to kind of blink and you miss episode, but he's quickly talking to someone and then Hunter comes out and they start having a conversation about, you know, their destinies and where they're going to go from here and their stories and, and all that good stuff on their adventures. But um, I, who do you think Rex is talking to? Do you think he's talking to, if it's not Rex, Mortez sisters are talking to you, do you think they're talking to the same person? Do you think it's their contact? I think so. Yeah, I hope, I hope it's Ahsoka. I, I, I want to see Ahsoka in this show. I'm pretty sure it's Belagana. I don't think Ahsoka at this point is right after Order 66. I doubt she has really any contact with anybody related mm-hmm. to the Rebellion. I think she's yeah. kind of like on the hunt, just kind of trying to figure out where she can go without being spotted because like you read the Ahsoka book she's kind of like on her own she's kind of just like staying off the radar Mm -hmm. it isn't until after the book Ahsoka that she really jumps into another spot sure well that she really becomes involved with uh the the rebels and I think it's pretty much Star Wars Rebels is where we really get to see like her focus with the rebellion because she jumps in as Fulcrum because she's still trying to stay under the radar yeah well and by this point you wonder well and of course there's there's this whole story about um that happens after the battle of Endor. she goes off to find ezra with um sabine wren um so we just we don't really know exactly well i know you got the book series but at this point in, in this story i have no idea what she's doing or what what they what they're planning on doing with her we'll see i wouldn't be surprised if they somehow she at least makes some type of cameo some sometime during the show We'll see. Time will tell. I'm hoping for it though. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm sure we'll see her at some point. Maybe season think, two. Maybe for like a, a split second. Uh, but of, jumping of back the, into this specific episode, yeah. um, it's really cool to be able to see like the battle droids and kind of like their connection to the Clone Wars. Because I think this was kind of just like one of those episodes where, okay, Order sixty six happened. Separatists are done. We got the bad badge jumping in, but we see that the Clone Wars is still very much a part of the transition into the Empire because they're trying to decommission all the droids. It's okay, all right, clone troopers are taking over, or 66 is happening, recruiting stormtroopers, droids are no longer necessary. So, yeah. what are we going to do with them all? We're going to decommission them, toss them all into like a little lava pit. Mm-hmm. And so them coming to this place to be able to recover a tactical droid is very is very cool. I actually really like the whole idea of it. Mm-hmm. And then of course uh, we meet our mysterious 
this new mysterious character in a hood at the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, in the next episode. It's kind of uh, almost like wanna... a, a. Sorry, go ahead. But I mean, the point of him jumping into the next episode, like, there's a lot of issues that I have with his appearance. It's just mm. very random and very story driven. And yeah. I feel like him coming back to to join the Bad Batch, I feel like his purpose was different. I don't know if he was really there to really go, okay, the Bad Batch, these are a bunch of clones. They didn't do Order 66. They're kind of running from the Empire. I can trust them. But did they get their chips removed or not? So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to figure out if Rex is there to really assess whether they have the chips removed or if he actually has a reason to meet them. Because honestly, in this whole episode yeah. of uh, eight, uh, no, seven, episode seven, um, I feel like the whole point of him being there is just to remove the chips. I feel like he had some yeah. other oh, purpose. Yeah. As far as, yeah, as, far as the story six, goes. Yeah. We see Wrecker, he's having issues with the chip in his head. Like, it's starting to malfunction. Mm-hmm. And, and it's causing a lot of issues with them being there on Corellia. I think as characters, too, you always wonder that something could always go wrong. You always have that in the back of your mind that the chips are still in there. Even though they said, hey, we're good. We're for the Bad Batch. It didn't affect us. It did It did affect, um, um, gosh, dang, a Crosshair. Name was escaping me. Um, it did affect Crosshair. So you always, you always imagine that what, what if it affects one of the other ones down the road? What if something goes wrong? Which obviously um, leads us to know what's going on with Wrecker. He's kind of been going through the last couple episodes leading up to this, with his headaches and and you know his sporadic uh, pain in his head. Um, but I, I I think you're absolutely right. I think the whole really the whole point of Rex in this episode was to teach them how to how they can get the chips out of their heads so that we we can completely be done with that and be and put that behind us in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as him, why was what was his actual purpose there? Like, was he there to teach them about the chips? Obviously not. I mean, because he didn't really, you know, I don't know. I, I, I He met them before in Clone Wars, so he obviously was familiar with them. But, you know, I, I don't I don't know what the whole point of him meeting up with them in this moment was. As far as the story goes, it was definitely get the chips out of the head for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. And then, which which could eventually lead us to, uh, maybe in the next season, we'll, we'll meet uh, Gregor and... Um, Gosh dang, dude! I'm just like losing it tonight. But uh, Gregor and uh, the other guy who loses the chips in uh, Rebels can't think of the other guy's name right now. Um, gosh dang! Come on, Mark, throw me a bone here. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't think of the name either, huh? I can't either. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> it's it's gonna like we're literally gonna be talking and then it's gonna pop. It's just gonna pop up and. One of us is going to say it out of nowhere, but anyway, the other the other two two uh, clone troopers who had their chips removed in Rebels, uh, along with Rex. Oh, Wolf and Gregor. Wolf and Gregor. Oh my freaking gosh. Okay, yeah, Wolf and Gregor had, who had their chips removed. That's probably going to be a, something that we'll see in the next season. And now they know how to get the chips out. They're all aware of it. It's it's a thing now. So now we could finally kind of have that little story connect because that we never saw that in Clone Wars. We just saw Rex get his chip out. You know, so. I'm sure that we'll get to see that in the upcoming episodes of Bad Batch. I'm sure in season two. I don't know how many seasons they're going to have in the show, but maybe one more. I think maybe. they're – if anything, if they follow, like, uh, recent 
seasons like or just recent shows um like rebels had three seasons resistance had two mm-hmm. seasons so i'm wondering if they're gonna do three or four seasons on this one i thought i thought rebels had um oh no i had four seasons yeah rebels had four seasons mm-hmm. so but yeah no no you're right there's there's a lot of i mean there's still connections they need to make from clone wars that, that lead us up to rebels and I'm sure they'll they'll throw that in there, um, but it was it was still fun. It was still fun to see him there. I, it, it's definitely fan service too. I mean, who's not excited to see Rex? I mean, he's he's definitely a fan favorite from the oh, Clone yeah. Wars series. So I was really excited I, to see him back. I'm sure they'll have um, little cameos just to keep people going in the show. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, if we saw with like Mandalorian, they're always going to toss in cameos like the whole episode. Like Ahsoka showing up and going, oh, I'm looking for Admiral Thrawn, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there's there's going to be tons and tons of cameos that are going to be thrown in. Mostly to draw fans, current fans in, and then new fans are going to be like, oh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? So it's yeah. going to cause people to jump back to Clone Wars, Rebels, and be able to watch all that. Um, if there if there sure. was one if there was one um, Clone Wars character to show up in the Bad Batch, who would you want it to be? Honestly, it was Rex. Rex and uh, Cody. I want to see both of them. I'm I'm more curious about. Cody oh, that's right. We don't have too much about Cody. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one right there. I I definitely uh, Cody would really make the the story interesting. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they have Cody in the Obi Wan show, because that was. Obi-Wan's I think he's phone. going to be. We'll that would get be more cool. into that later. He's gonna be I, all I feeling bad about you know. Okay, that that'll be a fun conversation in the future. My if, if I if I could pick one, I'd I, I want to see Hondo Hondo Anaka. Oh, Hondo, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jump back to episode six uh, real quick with uh, yeah. decommissioned. Um, mm-hmm. The droids, when they came back online, they're still the same comedy characters that you saw from Clone Wars. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of them was like, uh, did we win? Oh, and yeah. They, and they got blasted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think one of the important parts that I really liked of it is, like, at the very end, it kind of... They kind of one of the big points with Trace and her sister is like they've had issues with the Jedi. Like their whole story arc, I granted I don't really care for the characters, but their story arc is very interesting because we get to see kind of the whole Jedi aspect. Like all through Clone Wars, we see, oh yeah, the Jedi heroes, the Jedi this, the Jedi that. And then from their perspective, we kind of get to see the other side. Like, oh yeah, well, the Jedi came in, yeah, sure, they're heroes, but they ended up causing a lot of destruction and killed half my family. Mm-hmm. And so you have Trace, and she's meeting the the Bad Batch, specifically talking to Hunter, and they're discussing, and she's like, well, uh, what's up with you guys? And, she's, and Hunter's like, we're different. And you kind of get her perspective as like, Trace says she's heard that before. And I'm sure that's referencing Ahsoka and the Jedi. And then she goes, and in the end, we all choose sides. Yeah. And so I thought that was like a really cool message at the end of episode six that really pushed, like, we got a lot of stuff, like, ahead of us, but we all choose sides. So what side are you choosing? And so it kind of makes Hunter think a little bit, even though he's got the chip in there and it hasn't activated yet. I mean, mm-hmm. see it kind of working in record a little bit. 
But I thought that was kind of a really cool message to really end on episode six. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's really cool. So jumping into episode seven, Battle Scars, what did you really think of that episode? I actually really enjoyed that episode. I mean, obviously, it helped having Rex in there, but it it was really fun. I liked seeing um, uh, Bakra, uh, or how do you pronounce that? Bakra. Bracca. 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 It was it was cool. It was kind of like a an old shipyard. Um, like they had like a bunch of crashed ships from the Republic. It was kind of fun to to see them journey through those uh, star destroyers, and and if, of course they find the medical bay, um, which I imagine yeah, is the like- same. It's the same it's like spot. It's like a Republic Cruiser yeah. Graveyard. That's kind of how I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And if you play, and for those of you that played Fallen Order, um, a lot of the, a lot of people are speculating that Cal Kestis, the main character of the game, is going to be in it. And, oh man. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping to see a young version of him, but probably at this time he has, he's in there. But mm-hmm. it's more of like a just a graveyard, kind of thinking of like the droid commissioning, decommissioned. Duh, can't say it. Decommissioning, decommissioning grounds, yeah. Yeah, no, and so it's like you have episode six where it's decommissioning the droids, and then episode seven decommissioning all the Republic cruisers. Mm-hmm. No, it was cool, and there was a lot of really good, um, like animated cinematography of them like walking up and looking over the edge of of the ship graveyard, and just really really cool shots. Um, and of course. Uh, that you know it was just it was just a fun adventure you know with them journeying through a fall and then wrecker falling into the into the water and then that creature which looks like i i think it, was a, it looked like it was a raftar actually i think it might uh, have been it was either yeah. that or the dianoga dianoga yeah um yeah i i i was i thought it was kind of cool um but anyway it was it was fun and of course uh we get the moment where wrecker finally breaks and and then they were able to have a nice little there's a nice little moment there actually with him and omega we could talk about but uh yeah i I really like this episode i I had a lot of fun with this episode one thing that i really liked about it and you can call me kind of cheesy for this but like i don't know i'm i'm one for like story development i know a lot of people are like oh yeah explosion explosion this explosion that but i really like story development and one thing that i that i really noticed that kind of helped me stay consistent with their whole I want to say their whole squad is that these guys have no money. These guys are in debt. Mm-hmm. Like they're talking to Sid and Sid's like, oh, yep, with your bar tabs and all this other stuff, you guys still owe me money. Based on yeah, that, they're still in if debt. If you guys got me that tactical droid, you guys would have been great. But because you guys kind of screwed that up, you guys got to do a lot more to really earn your earn your keep around here. So mm-hmm. from now on, you're working at for me until you can pay off your debt and Sid's not giving them money like leniency on it which I thought was great mm-hmm. and yeah, no. we kind of see in the bar that Rex is there and I think one of the things that I liked about Rex is that he kind of because I was curious it's like okay so Rex is still alive so how is the Empire not after him well, they think he's uh, dead. But yeah, based off of season seven, like he even says, he's like, uh, being dead in the Empire's eyes has its perks. Well, remember, I mean, he was on the the cruiser, and then we saw, thing. yeah. Well, we saw Vader and 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 the uh, the stormtroopers pretty much going through the wreckage, and uh, where he finds Ahsoka's saber at the very very end of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. 
And he, yeah, obviously he's just assuming Rex died. All these clone troopers died, so that everybody died. So yeah, uh, he probably it makes you it makes you think he even thinks that Soka's dead. But then of course they have that little um, sign of the owl flying around. He's looking up, so he's probably makes him thinking, you know. But no, I mean, like Anakin is a very smart character when you come to battle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really connected the owl. The way that to her being alive, I was watching connected. Oh, because you jump so that's into, more for the viewers, and he's just he just looks up at it, but we know she's alive. He thinks she's yeah, dead. To him, it's just an owl flying in the air because we don't see until Rebels mm-hmm. when he first is going against Ahsoka and the the ship, and he's like, "Oh, the apprentice is the apprentice lives." Yeah. So he thinks Ahsoka is dead. Uh, you know what? Yeah, he goes. The apprentice lives. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's really a point. That's awesome. Like if you're lo- if you're looking at like a rebel side or a light side person, yeah, they're probably looking for the symbolism. And it's like, okay, maybe there's hope. Uh-huh. But when you're looking at the dark side, like especially with Anakin turning into Vader, his wife died, his kid died. He doesn't know they're twins, yeah. and to him, everything in the future is bleak. So, why would he assume? He doesn't see clearly. The one anymore. thing that would bring him back to the light side is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the time he meets Ahsoka, again he's too far gone. That that battle between light and dark is just hard. The only person yeah. that could really bring him back is Luke. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. So pretty much, uh, Rex is dead to the Empire, and like he says, it's not a bad thing for the Empire to think you're dead. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they think you're dead, you're pretty much off the radar. Nobody's yeah. gonna be looking for you. Man, speaking of thinking someone is dead, I just had this awesome thought. You remember? Um, sorry, this is a little bit off topic. We were talking about the Obi Wan show. <laughs> now you're getting bro. I just want to mention this quickly. Remember that awesome scene in that Darth Vader in the Rise of Darth Vader book, when it's like the very end of the book and Obi Wan sitting there having a drink at the Moss Eisley bar. I hope we see the scene in Obi Wan and he's sitting there having a drink. And remember, he sees, um. He sees Darth Vader on like their little news hologram thing on their like holonet. Yeah. And he sees Darth Vader and then he connects the name and he literally like he literally like falls over and like faints because he thought he died. Remember that? Because he, kn- I he do knows remember the- that. Man, I hope they have something like that in the show. Sorry, I was just I was just remembering we were talking about Empire Think People Are Dead. Obi Wan thinking Anakin's dead. I hope they have something like that. It's just like that was an awesome scene. The book's oh, like holy crap. Anakin's alive still. <laughs> so, uh, which obviously, you know, we're going to see something like that. But man, there, there's just, Star Wars has that, uh, a lot of those cool little story arcs and all their stories where somebody's supposed to be dead. And it's like this awesome, look, I am your father reveal. They like do that over and over and over again. But it, it's funny because you think it gets old, but it never really gets old. It's it's always fun. It really so, doesn't. Like the Ahsoka one, like you just mentioned. The apprentice lives, and then you know Ahsoka finding out that Vader's Anakin. I mean that that was that was a extremely uh, that was good drama in the in the Clone Wars series, in, in the, not the Clone Wars, the uh, the Rebel series. It really yeah. was, and for those of you guys that haven't watched it, I recommend seeing it. Watching yeah, Rebels, yeah. it's great. Yeah, Rebels is really a lot good. of cool stuff. So, anyways, bottom line is uh, this this episode, man, it, it was it was really enjoyable. Um, I love I, I love seeing Rex again. It was cool to have him show these guys. How to get the chip out? Obviously, um, uh, they had a re- very, very important re- reason to because Wrecker goes AWOL. 
starts. He does, and I thought it was funny because, like, even before he goes AWOL, he's stating, he's like, oh, it's unfair because like, Omega doesn't have the inhibitor chip because she's yeah. kind of like Boba. So That's not fair. there's no, ne- no necessity for that her to have it. Yeah. Granted, we'll jump into how we know that. Um, uh, but her being an altered clone, she doesn't have that inhibitor chip. And so yeah. I thought it was funny that her record is just making a comment about it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's unfair that she has it, blah, blah. And then even when he's about to get it taken out, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm fine. Like, my headaches are gone now. Like, he's trying to play it <laughs> off. Like, yeah, he's like, I don't want to go through this. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It's basically brain it was, surgery. It was cool to see, um, like, Omega notice just by looking at uh, Rex, she noticed he was a phase one uh, clone trooper. Just by I did she goes, that too, yeah. She goes, oh, just the wrinkles. And he's like, oh, thanks for calling me old. You know, <laughs> Basically. Basically. Yeah. But, so. I mean, it kind of shows, like, the how unique she is is that she's been around the clones for so long that she can tell the difference between the stage one stage two stage three clone troopers yeah that no sure it kind of shows a little bit more on how unique she really is yeah and i'm wondering if boba can be able to tell that but i mean boba has like a different story arc he's kind of like more he isn't really around the clones as much he's kind of more on doing he's more individual which, Where speaking of him, I guarantee really, you, that's that's going to be another story arc right there that you just brought in, Mark, I'm hoping. is, uh, is I'm hoping. Boba Fett, or sorry, Echo 2. Uh, <laughs> Boba Fett <laughs> is definitely going to, um, he's going to make an appearance for sure, because they're pretty much sisters, sister and brother, they're going to have something fun there, and of course, oh, uh, we're going to have Daniel Logan voicing him. Yeah, shout out to our boy Daniel Logan. Yeah, I'm hoping that he comes back, because that'd be really cool to be able to see Boba connecting with omega i mean why wouldn't she or why wouldn't they you know yeah no they would they they definitely they're definitely gonna have that i so in other words like season it's funny because uh you know this show yeah it's not clone wars style epic but there's a lot of great story opportunity in it to look forward to so i'm actually really looking forward to the next season and what they have to bring with these characters because i mean let's face it these, these, these there's a lot of really interesting clone wars characters um that haven't showed up in the show that can there's a lot of people that are still alive during this this time period so it's it's but gonna that's be a what lot I'm of fun about it it's uh, it's like technically it's clone Wars season eight quote unquote yeah but yeah at the same sure. times it they're really trying to diversify it because yeah. a lot of people like at the beginning are like oh okay all right it's not really the bad batch it's season eight of clone wars but they're mm-hmm. really trying to make it something a little bit different yeah and I think that's something that I'm really liking about it because there are aspects that really make it feel like the Clone Wars, but at the same time, it's like a completely different show, which it should be. Yeah, and well, I think it's, it's the bridge. It's I the bridge to... between the rebellion or from the Clone Wars to the rebellion era. Yeah, and that, that's one of the problems that I have a lot with Star Wars fans in general is that they're really trying to like you look at the original trilogy. Everyone's like, okay prequels need to be the exact same you look at clone wars it needs to be the exact same like everything has to be the same but everything has its individualism and for me everything has to be different like if we're gonna play on something create something and it's just gonna be a repeat of stuff that we've already seen or okay it's 
are going to play on the nostalgic value of it. So it's going to be basically the same story arc. And I see that with a lot with Marvel. Like, don't get me wrong, I love a lot of the Marvel films, but it's basically the same story recipe. Mm-hmm. And you can jump into a Marvel film and you'll know exactly how it's going to start and how it's going to end. And it's going to play through the same story arc. With Star Wars so far, is like you look at every individual project that they have, even with the sequels. I'm not a huge fan of the sequels, but they did something different. And yeah, yeah, even 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 uh, Force Awakens is 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 you know a lot of people say it's you know this is this is a uh, straight copy of um, a New Hope. A New I Hope. mean, it it does it does. I mean, absolutely, it does copy a lot of the same you know story arcs. You know, a, a droid getting sent with a message from you know somebody that needs you know help and finds a girl yeah. in the desert i guess you know and the guy in the desert and, and so on and so forth and all the way to the to the end of destroying the death star again but you know yeah. star killer base but in the end it's actually um the purpose of For- force awakens is actually it's a journey to luke skywalker which jj abrams explained and you actually yeah see that move so it's actually not quite the same thing it's not quite the same formula it's similar but it's not the same and it's kind of nice to have the parallels though it's kind of yeah like, okay for sure the, this is the steps to finding Luke Skywalker. It's like we're going to see the parallel of it. I don't know. I, I, I mean, how my thoughts collecting on it, but yeah. No, go for it, man. I, I, I think you're, no, you're right. It's, it's okay to have original. I mean, technically, technically the, the last Jedi is like completely, completely original. Um, it is. I hated the last Jedi, but I respect I don't like, the I don't like direction. That I don't like, no, I can't Jedi. send it, but, but I, I still respect it. Well, that's one thing I liked about the the prequel Star Wars movies. Those stories are original. All, all those stories, they're completely original. But oh, I yeah. mean, the, the, the acting like Star Wars. Yeah. It, it still felt like Star Wars, but it, there's a lot of a lot of issues with it. There's a lot. No, there's a lot of good that I have to say about the prequels. The the story, the stories. Um, you know, the the music was all original themes. That that was actually not. I mean, when we get more into the sequels, that was actually one of my complaints with the sequel trilogy. There's there's not a lot of original themes that really stand out to me. The, the prequels was like chock full of them. They had all kinds of great themes. I, I have the soundtracks. I listen to the music all the time with the sequels and the prequels. Sequels definitely have, you know, some good themes like the Ray theme. The Kylo Ren theme is okay. Um, you know, and the Resistance theme is a good one. But, you know, I, I, I can't remember anything new from The Rise of Skywalker, honestly, any new theme that, that's not a theme that was already there before. I mean, every single right. one of the prequels had, you know, Duel of Fates uh, is a is a freaking standout. Attack of the Clones had Across the Stars is a huge standout, and then Battle of the Heroes and Revenge of the Sith. And and there's a lot of small themes throughout those movies that are just awesome. But um, not just the music, but the you know, there's a lot of cool new stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the storylines of the prequels I think were, I, I loved them. They're original. The only thing I like like about oh, yeah. the prequels was. I, I didn't like some of the overuse of CGI, like you hear on and you know, it's kind of a broken oh, record. Yeah. But it's I, I just that's being honest. I didn't I didn't like I didn't like seeing animated clones. I would have rather seen real people playing clones. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, but I mean, some of the acting too. Really though, with like the clones, it's really hard for the actor was it Timur Morrison to play a thousand different areas. So, no, but you just have you just have extra CGI play. makes sense. No, it but, but more into like this whole, yeah. the whole prequel. We'll cover the prequels eventually. <laughs> I was just say you could you could you could have a slew of extras. They just don't take the mask off. I mean, that's not hard to do. <laughs> I mean, true, they did it with the stormtroopers. 
They did it with Stormtroopers in the originals. They had tons of them. You never even saw yeah. their faces. True, very true. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, Sorry. So jump back My into episode 7 real quick. What do you think of... I, I don't know. I really like the whole idea. Because one thing that I like with the Bad Batch is that we get to see Order 66 taking place with the original clones. Yeah. At the very beginning of season one. And mm-hmm. then now we slowly Man, that, get that to see that awesome. it's triggering with our Bad Batch characters, with Wrecker. Yeah, with Wrecker. Yeah. Wrecker's a very scary person to go against, I'm not going to lie. Watching yeah. him this whole episode, he was terrifying. Like, it's yeah, really was. interesting to be able to see him go from this comical character to this straight, strict character. Nice, he's savage when that goes off. Order. Orders. Oh yeah, yeah. Once he got it, it was like stay well, out he, of his way. I I actually think the probably the scariest moment is when he was going after Omega. It's like holy crap, and then this little girl and this freaking monster. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was kind of worried uh, for her. I knew she had plot armor, but I was still scared for her. Yeah, <laughs> plot armor. He almost yeah? wrecked this mission. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely scary, but it was uh, obviously. I mean, you, you know they wouldn't do anything. I mean, it's a, it's a kid's show, but it was still... Yeah, yeah, he was freaking terrifying when, when that ship went off, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I would have been terrified. Yeah. And I, that's one thing I really liked about it is that they really made him a terrifying character. Like, this yeah. whole episode, I was on the edge of my seat, and I was actually pretty impressed with how they did it. Cause even though I know how it was going to turn out, I was, it was still good. Like, yeah. I, I was still like, all right, all right, all right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, Omega's hiding. Okay, Wrecker found her. All right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> and good thing Rex is there, because you can always count on Rex to save the day. Yeah. And Gives that's kind of what stun. he did. Gives him the stun. Yeah, yeah, he had a very stunning performance. Wow. But All right, Mark, I think it's time for you to go to bed. Hey, I think um, so. If... <laughs> cool. Uh, so shortly after they stun... Uh, keep, keep that in the recording, Mark. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but that would be funny if you did. Like, what the hell? I know, yeah. right? <laughs> a little comedy to the episode. I'm not gonna lie. So, thumbs up. <laughs> Give us a like if you guys liked our little comedy spike. Oh but, my uh, gosh. It's cool that we got to see all the chips removed. Um, we got to see how the Bad Batch continue to survive uh-huh. without having the chips take over and Riker was probably the best person they they could have used. Oh yeah. To really uh, he, he's definitely the scariest emphasize. guy for his chip oh, yeah. to go off. Even, oh my god. Even Crosshair, like Crosshair has it, but I mean you kinda expect that with him just with his personality and so Cro- Crosshair it. never misses in, unless he's shooting one of the bad batch guys. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and the plot armor. And I really uh, yeah, no him. heavy duty. It's all good though. No, he's he's still a good shot. <laughs> yeah. And so after the chips are removed, Rex says his goodbyes and he's off on his own mission. I'm still wondering why Rex contacted him in the beginning. Right. I'm yeah, pretty sure it wasn't sure. just to remove the chips. But I'm assuming in season two we'll see Rex again. Yeah. No, we'll definitely see Rex again. Uh, I like like what you said about Cody though. It'd be really nice to see Cody. Mm-hmm. Um and that could that could actually potentially lead us up to um, the Obi Wan show. I think if, so. If he's if he's really going to show up in the Obi Wan show, which I, I really he hope will. he does, I think it I makes think sense. Makes perfect mm-hmm. sense that he would, for sure. Because in in uh, you see in Revenge of the Sith, he just looks like a 
he just looks like a jerk. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh, shoot him down, take him out. Um, yep. There, no there's probably, we yeah. really see Reich struggle against Ahsoka. Cody's Which, like, yep, all right, let's just do it. Just kill him. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, for <laughs> sure. Even even Wrecker seemed like he had a, a, a slight struggle when he was uh, going to shoot Omega in that moment. He's kind of short in the ground. I mean, he, he does. Sh- He's kind of shaking. He said, you know, good soldiers follow orders. Like, and it looked like he's just, he was about to shoot her, but he actually looked he like he was struggling with that whole sentence. Like, even at yeah. the end when, after yeah. he gets the chip removed, he's, he goes to Ahsoka and he's like, I'm sorry for what happened. I have no control. It would be nice if it was Ahsoka, but it's Omega, unfortunately. Oh, damn it. It's, I'm just Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> it's cool at the end. Like, we see him talk to Omega mm-hmm. and he's telling her, like, I'm sorry. Like, I was trying to struggle against it but it just had complete control and she's like i forgive you like she understood yeah and so we kind of i think that's another cool thing is that with wrecker and even with rex it's like they're aware of order 66 happening and they have no control and we even get to see it later on in the season we'll Mm -hmm. bring up the character and we'll have more discussions on this specific clone that's introduced later on I mean, it definitely helps now that we see the effects of the chips. I mean, mm-hmm. it, at first you're thinking like, man, Cody just straight freaking goes against this guy he's been loyal to this this you know throughout this whole war. But um, now we kind of understand that there's they can't control it. They have no control over this this uh, um, this chip. When it goes off, they're done. So um, even anyway. if they're aware of it. Yeah. And, well, the one, the one, the strongest one was definitely Rex. I mean, he even, he was basically, you know, throwing out the fastest, you know, code phrase he could give Ahsoka, you know, you know, yeah. fives, find him fives, and then, and then, you know, like that was pretty impressive, you know. So he's 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 got a lot of strength, Rex. Well, that's because Rex is awesome. I yeah. Mean, he was he was Anakin's clone, so yeah. you kind of expect him to have a little bit stronger mentality, especially watching Anakin throughout the Clone Wars. He's got to develop some kind of mental discipline that's a little does, bit better than other clones. Does Rex know that Anakin is Darth Vader? I don't think so. Not at this point. In in Rebels, because Ahsoka didn't even know. Nope, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Wow, that's 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 crazy. I don't I think he finds out until Ahsoka does in Rebels, and I'm still, yes. I'm still not sure if he knows in Rebels. I wonder if they'll have something. I'm not sure if Ahsoka. Yeah, I'm not sure if Ahsoka shared that information. Well, maybe maybe there's something for that in the uh, upcoming Bad Batch. You never know. There might be. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, One last bit before we cut it off for the night, guys. The spies we see at the end of uh, this episode. Yeah. Um, This sets up for the next couple episodes pretty nicely. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see Crosshair in the next couple episodes. Uh, So stay tuned, and we will cover... What's going to happen in the next two episodes? Awesome. It's going to be pretty epic. Uh, granted, a lot of what happens in the Bad Batch, like, I'm sorry if we don't seem too excited about this series. It kind of has a hit or miss. There's some stuff that's exciting, some stuff that's not. Yeah. You can see that a true. lot in Star Wars. We're trying to really cover this stuff that really stands out to us. Um, but what's coming forth in the next, the rest of the season is going to be pretty cool. I like a lot of the stuff, that, a lot of the direction that they're going in. So keep listening Definitely. to us, and we're going to cover the rest of the Bad Batch, and you'll hear our reviews. So thanks for listening, guys. Even though our discussion ends here, 
you can join us with other fans on our Discord and Instagram to talk all things Star Wars. And with Christmas season coming, uh, take a look at our store and get your loved ones some cool shirts for the holidays. We have a lot of really cool designs that we know that you guys will personally love. So even if you don't get it for anybody that you know, get it for yourself. Spoil yourself for the holidays because we got some really cool shirts. I've pretty much got all the shirts that that I've designed, and I know you guys will really like it. So stay tuned for next week where we're going to cover episodes 8 and 9 of The Bad Batch. And be sure to give us a like, share us with your friends, and that would really, really support us and really help us along. So if you want to show your support for us, do all the things we just mentioned. So until next time, guys, may the force be with you. Always. Echo two out. Echo five out.